Good morning. Happy Wednesday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Bible Wrap-Up. I'm glad you're with me today. It is Wednesday, November 8th, 2023. Our readings for today that we're going to go over include Proverbs 27, 5 through 14, Hebrews 9, 1 through 15, and Ezekiel 16. Now, from the Proverbs selection i'm going to read verse 12 of course i usually write down something that i gleaned from the psalms or the proverbs and this is what stood out to me verse 12 quote a prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions the simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences so this really struck me this morning recently on linkedin there's been discussion, um, certainly in my field, information security, and it's not limited to my field, but there's some, um, some challenges in the job market. It's just kind of cyclical, I guess, that uh, you go through good job markets, bad job markets, and, and, and so forth. And it just keeps on going like that. The job market is currently rough, and I feel for those in the beginning and also up to like several years into their career, it's tough. You you start out, you're 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 not earning a large salary. A lot of folks are paying off student loans. This is the path that I went through back many years ago. Um, I had to sacrifice a lot to pay off student loans, and losing a job back then would be very very difficult to sustain any sort of an extended period of unemployment just would be very difficult but um you know there's there's many qualified people out there right now fewer openings across the entire spectrum so i feel for for that side but i not so much i a little bit higher up where i lose much sympathy is for those who are at the what some would term the top of the information security career path and as chief information security officers. And so um, I've been there before. Um, I do it now on a part-time basis for several organizations this is what my business does. But um, the, the average salary, I haven't looked at it recently, but the average compensation package for a chief information security officer, as of, I think last year was somewhere in the $276,000 a year per uh, per year range. Now, there's going to be variance based on location and and all of that. I understand cost of living is being different than this and that, but I mean you it it would be it would be trivial to earn easily half a million in New York City, for example. The point I'm trying to make is there are some 
at that level right now that are struggling trying to find another position for whatever reason their position was eliminated or or what have you it happens and they're bemoaning the fact about having to be in this extended period it's it's a huge financial hit to them my opinion and this is just my opinion at that salary, it's not hard to say for an unexpected unemployment gap of, of a year or more. And I say this from, from personal experience as well, too. Yet, so many seem, though, at that level, and I don't know why, but they're almost living like paycheck to paycheck. Now, think about it for a minute. In a country where the average household income now, that's not one person's salary. That's the household income. 2019, 2020, around that range, it was about $68,000 a year in the United States. That's the average salary, okay? If the average compensation for chief information security officer is, is $270,000, well, that's, oh, that's like someone making 200000 above the average. And I'm just using the numbers for magnitude here. How hard would it be to scale back a little bit on your living and put aside a year's worth of expenses at that point in time? That's what I don't understand. They're not being prudent. They don't see the dangers of layoffs or some other thing happening with regards to an interruption in their career path, and therefore they're suffering the consequences. And I can't understand... Here in the United States, we're so blessed as a country. I mean, even just the concept of <laughs> turning a faucet and getting clean water, drinkable water, is is amazing. And yet we feel that we have to push it to the edge. And where people get caught in the trap is when we're in good times, which we were a few years ago. Economy was great. One of the best economies that we that I can remember in my lifetime. And then it just went to crap. And, and you should plan for the dips when the economy goes to crap. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that we went through 2008. Remember 2008, I should say. Anyway, that's what that line struck me from a, from a real world example today. Now I, I have nothing but, but, the best of wishes for folks that are caught in that position. Now, hopefully they'll learn from it and hopefully others will learn from it as well too. Be prudent, save up. And that'll help you make it through the downtimes. All right. This is not a money management show. I'm not Dave Ramsey. So we'll move on to Hebrews. New Testament, Hebrews 9 is where we pick up the story. The author summarizes the worship place under the Old Covenant, the two rooms of the tabernacle, the holy place and the most holy place. Priests perform religious duties in the holy place, but only the high priest could enter the most holy place and only once a year. Quote, verse 8, By these regulations, the Holy Spirit revealed that the entrance to the most holy place was not freely open as long as the tabernacle and the system it represented were still in use. So in other words, only the priest could go in. This is what I'm gathering from it. The high priest, only the high priest, once a year, can talk directly to God. But Christ, as he offered himself as a perfect sacrifice for our sins, verse 15, is the one who mediates a new covenant between God and people. 
so that all who are called, all who are called, emphasis is mine, can receive the eternal inheritance God has promised them. For Christ died to set them free from the penalty of the sins they have committed under that first covenant. Because you could never be perfect under the first covenant. It's just impossible. That's part of the point. From this, I get that we don't need a priest to intercede for us as under the old and perfect covenant. Jesus has taken that on upon himself. And therefore, we can pray directly to Jesus. I was when I was um, going through my first my, my early um, I don't have this in my notes, but my early um, uh, trip into the away from Catholicism, I, I didn't understand at first the adding we pray this in Jesus' name and to each prayer. And and I understand that now that that part of what Jesus said is that if you pray anything in my name, then it will be answered. But the point being is that we don't take it to a priest and say, hey, here's a sacrifice. Um, please say a prayer for me and please sacrifice this for me. It's like Jesus already sacrificed himself for us. We can go directly to him. I think I got that right. Old Testament, we're in Ezekiel 16. It's another message uh, comparing Jerusalem to a human born in poverty and loneliness. Now, this this story kind of tugs at me a little bit for personal reasons. Let me just read through it. Quote, verse 4, On the day you were born, no one cared about you. Your umbilical cord was not cut, and you were never washed, rubbed with salt, or wrapped in cloth. No one had the slightest interest in you. No one pitied you or cared for you. On the day you were born, you were unwanted, dumped in a field and left to die. But the Lord commanded the female child to live. So this whole story is comparing um, Jerusalem to a child that grows up to be a beautiful woman. And quote verse 7, you grew up and became a beautiful jewel. And then the Lord made her his, made her his through a covenant. The Lord cared for her as a loving husband would. Lord cared for Jerusalem, cared for the people. That's the analogy. Quote, verse 15, but you thought your fame and beauty were your own, so you gave yourself as a prostitute to every man who came along. Your beauty was theirs for the asking. Describing Jerusalem as a prostitute who turned away from her loving husband really strikes at me. This That hurt never leaves. Quote, verse 17, this is adultery against me. That's the Lord talking. The story continues comparing Jerusalem to a prostitute who threw away the love of the husband. Quote verse 30, What a sick heart you have, says the sovereign Lord, to do such things as these. Act like a shameless prostitute. So he leaves her. Um, more, more explicitly in verse 39, I will give you to those many nations who are your lovers and they will destroy you. So he's done fighting for her. He's like, you want that life? You go off and have it. But the Lord's anger will subside, the lesson having been learned eventually, and she will be restored. And here's the crux of that whole story. It's the end of the readings for today. Quote, verse 63. You will remember your sins and cover your mouth in silent shame when I forgive you for all that you have done. 
That's it for today. Hope you have a wonderfully blessed day today. We'll catch up again tomorrow. Until then, our prayer is that you walk by the Spirit every day. Take care. Thank you.